ان الحمدللہ والصلاۃ والسلام علی اشرف الانبیاء وعلی اله واصحابه ومن ولا وبعد مائی ڈیئر برادر سسٹرز اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی میڈ صلاح فرض انس یعنی میڈ صلاح فرض 5 ٹائمز ا ڈے اینڈ فار دا مین ہی میڈ صلاح فرض ان دا مسجد This is not to say that if for reasons which are acceptable in the Sharia, if you pray outside the masjid, your salah is not valid. We are not saying that. But for without Sharia reasons, for a man to not pray in the masjid deliberately, this is prohibited. And even for the one who may be more reluctant to pray in the masjid, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made Salatul Jum'ah which is not possible without masjid. There is no Jum'ah unless it is in Jama'ah, in the masjid. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prescribed the way of the Salah also. So you can't just pray any way you like. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made Zakat, Fard and then did not leave it to the people to give as much as they want, when they want, how they want, no. They have to give it at a specific time. When a certain time has passed, they have to give it on a certain amount of wealth. Uh, how much is to be given, that is specified. On what kinds of wealth zakat is liable, that is specified. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made fasting for, and then he did not leave it to people, to decide how to fast how long to fast what should be the duration of the fast how many days continuously should you fast all these things were not left to the individual no matter how devout no matter how pious you cannot say that i will not make suhoor i will not make iftar i will fast for 3 days continuously no, not permissible not permissible so specified must be done at this time, this time, so on. Allah made Hajj, Fard, and there again, it is specified. Hajj is, cannot be done anytime you like. There is a specific time of the year. Hajj is valid only during that period. And then all the arkan of Hajj, what is to be done specifically. It's not uh, left to your own uh, or my own uh, desire to do it any way you like. The single most important message that comes through in all of these, and I'm giving you the example of the ibadat, extends also to other aspects of Islam. The single most important message that comes through in all of this is the message of consistency. Because consistency is the foundation of reliability. And reliability is the foundation of trust. And without trust, there is no leadership. Without trust, there is no leadership. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent this ummah to lead. Allah did not send this ummah to follow. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us to follow our imam, who is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah did not send us to follow anybody else. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us to follow our imam and to lead everybody else. And the foundation of leadership is trust. No matter how well-intentioned a person may be, 
no matter how nice a person may be, no matter how good that person's akhlaq may be, no matter how much of integrity that person may have, how honest that person is, how generous that person is, you will not follow that person unless you can trust the person. And trust has nothing to do with picking your pocket. Trust has to do with one thing, which is reliability. Can you be relied upon to do that which you have been entrusted with? That's it, bottom line. You can be the best human being in the world, made of gold. But if you cannot be relied upon to do what you have been entrusted with, you will not be trusted, believe me, take my word for it or learn it the hard way, whichever, way, whichever one you like. This is no reflection on you as a good person, maybe very good person, very good person, very nice person, wonderful person. I love him like a brother, but boy, if I need to do something, that is the last person in the world I will tell it to. Because we have no clue whether he will do it or he won't do it. Now this is the problem. This is the biggest single problem with people who want to become leaders is they don't understand this one simple message which is build trust in the people who you want to be with you. And how do you build that trust? By developing your, your reliability. And how does that happen? That happens because of consistency. You deliver what you say you will deliver, not once, every single time. Every single time. Because understand one thing, to build reliability, you have to be consistent every single time. To destroy reliability, you have to fail only once. Only once. I didn't make the law, Allah made the law. So don't feel bad about it. And the reason you failed is absolutely and completely and totally irrelevant and immaterial. Nobody cares two hoots why you failed. Let me give you an example. Supposing you tell somebody, I will come and pick you up and take you to the airport. And maybe the flight is at 2 o'clock in the night or something. Right? Now, your car had a flat tire. You fell asleep. All kinds of good reasons. Right? You had your best intention. You had 25 alarm clocks all around. But somehow, we don't know what happened. You are coming and your car got a flat tire. No matter what the reason, the fact is, you didn't come, you did not pick up that guy, that guy missed his plane. Do you think he's going to thank you? Do you think in your wildest dream that the next time he needs to be picked up to go anywhere, that he will ask you? No, even though, even though he knows, he knows, okay, this happens, it can happen to anybody, it could have happened to me. If it had happened to him, it would be fine. But if it happened to you, that is the question. The question is, and that's the reason I gave you with the ibadat of Islam, is exactly because of this. Because this is what Allah, de Islam demands that you be trustworthy. What was the khitab of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? al means what? The one who is worthy of trust. We know the, the, the famous story. Sayyidah Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu anha, a lady comes to her, her friend, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam comes in and Sayyidah Aisha introduces the lady and she says, Ya Rasulullah is a very pious woman. She worships Allah all night. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's face did not register approval at this. So Sayyidah Aisha Siddiqa asked, Ya Rasulullah, is, it, is, something, is something wrong? You are not looking pleased. He said, tell her 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes the small ibadah which is done consistently rather than worshipping Allah all night and falling asleep. What is it? You have the Nabi telling people to worship less? I mean, that, that, that is the message. Somebody is worshipping Allah all night and the Nabi is saying don't do it. I mean, can you imagine? Why will the Nabi say don't do it? He is saying because you can't maintain that. You will worship Allah all night one day. Next day what happens? Allah doesn't know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu in one hadith Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said there are malaika, there are angels in the heavens who are in a state of qiyam and they are standing in the state of qiyam they will stand till the day of judgment. And he said in another place there are malaika in the heavens who are in a state of ruku and they will remain in the state of ruku till the day of judgment. And he says there are other places there are malaika in sujood and they will remain in sujood till the day of judgment. Doing the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Rasulullah said that in the heavens when I went he said that there was not even a place which is enough for you to put your forehead on the ground which is maybe the size of a your palm, he says there is not even that place free except that there is some malak, there is some angel who is making sajda in that place. He said there are so many malaika, he says forget about counting it, he said I could hear the sound of the heavens creaking like a chair will creak if a heavy person sits on it. And then he said, he said when the sword is blown, when the sword is blown, all of these malaika, the ones in sujood will sit up, the ones in ruku will stand up, they will look and they will see Allah Jalla Jalaluhu and they will say that we have not fulfilled the right of the worship of this one. We have not fulfilled the right of the worship of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Jalla Jalaluhu. This is Allah. So Allah does not need your worship. It is for you and me. The worship is for you and me. And for that, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is saying, do it small, but do it consistently. This was the sunnah of the Sahaba, Ridwan If they started something, they never gave it up. If they started something, they did it all their lives. Consistency, consistency, consistency. You want to be a leader, you have to be consistent. Without consistency, there is no reliability. Without reliability, there is no trust. Whether it is Islam, whether it is your, your business, whether it is companies, whether it is jobs, whether it is your wife, your husband, your children. If you are not consistent, nobody will trust you, nobody will respect you. You will be a nice puppy dog, you will be a nice pussycat. That's it, period. Khalas. Nobody will take you seriously. Nobody will entrust you with any responsibility because we have no idea whether you will deliver or not. You're a nice guy, but that's nice. I mean, nice guys are good to have. No problem, but don't give, don't give them any work. If you give them any work, that's gone. So decide. You want to be a nice guy or you want to be somebody who the world will trust. If you want to be somebody who the world will trust, then you have to deliver what you agree to deliver. It is much better for you to say, sorry, I can't take this. I will not do it. Much better because then we know where you stand. No problem. But if you say you will do something, then the only thing that will stop you or should stop you from doing that is your death. Nothing else. You should be dead. Then that thing doesn't come. 
if you are alive, whether you are sick, if you have to crawl to the place, crawl to the place. If you break your leg, drag your leg to that place. Whatever, I don't care. I do not care. If you say you will do something, you do it and the only thing that excuses you is if you are dead. Not otherwise. This is the meaning of reliability. This is the meaning of reliability. That is the school I grew up in. You promise something, you deliver. Nobody cares to hoots why you did not deliver because it doesn't solve anybody's problem. So please understand, if you are a Muslim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent you in this world to lead people. If you want to lead people, you have to be reliable. Because only then people will trust you. If you can't get this into your head, then believe me, you will not lead anybody anywhere. Not even your own family, forget about anybody else. And forget about corporate success, forget about great business, nothing but nothing but nothing comes without reliability. Take my word for it. I consult with these organizations. I've worked with them for over 35 years. There is no way. And if you think that you can go to a GE or an IBM or something and you can give your excuses, boy, you will do that only once. Believe me, you will do that only once because after that, you will walk all the way home. Simple as that. Simple as that. So do not ruin your own life and your own careers and your own stand with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by becoming, you know, soft and loose like this. Reliability is the foundation. Consistency is the foundation of reliability and reliability is what builds trust. And without trust, there is no leadership. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to understand the responsibility that He sent us with and to discharge it in a way that when we stand before Him, Jalla Jalaluhu, that we will not be ashamed. وَصَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَى نَبِيِّ الْكَرِيمُ وَعَلَى عَلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ برحمتك يا رحمة الله